it's one of those weird things. Like I always started out being like, oh, I want to be a director, or, you know, like, I want to be like, you know, and like I realized that like I'm actually okay not being the one, like not being the one, like the director, being the one that has like his name on everything. Like I'm okay not being the artist. But I found my way. Hello, everybody. I am Brad Sabalski. Welcome to the Sponge Show. I am really, really pleasantly surprised with the guests that we have on the show today, uh, which we will get into in a little bit. But um, for all of you listeners and viewers out there, for those that are viewing on uh, online, on the line, <laughs> um, what is the Sponge Show? The Sponge Show is where we meet with people who are involved in the community that are doing really cool things with their lives, making other people do cool things with their lives, making cool stuff happen, um, and being a sponge and learning from what they have to offer and how we can um, better uh, position ourselves to have a more fulfilled life or uh, to uh, make our career move forward or to get involved with the community. So thanks everybody for tuning in and uh, now let's dive in. So for this show, I have a good friend of mine, uh, John Adams, in in the uh, studio here at Blank Slate. Thanks for coming, John. Thanks for having me. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, I'll give you a little brief synopsis, and then you can. I'll let you go further from there. But um, as far as uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, you uh, started and curated uh, the Draw, which is uh, like a art maker space workspace with individual studios, and there's like a um, a gallery space. Uh, and it renovated um, a, an old kind of paper office building down by the, the Fox River here in Appleton and has been a real catalyst for local art. But then you also do some um, video production, media production on the side with Feather and Bone. And um, there have been some other pop-up related things um, along the ways with uh, Mile of Music where you do pop-up art shows and things like that. Did I miss anything? Uh no, not really. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's always stuff to be missed, but no, that's <laughs> that that's the basis of it. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So, um, obviously, if you're involved in the art community around here, uh, you know what the draw is, and you know everything with that. So, um, we will get into that in a little bit. But as far as being sponges on the sponge show, we have to soak up our favorite drink. So this is the part of the show where we go over what drink we brought today and why, and then we can cheers and go in. So what did you bring with you today, John? Uh, I brought a uh, uh, Whiskey Manhattan because uh, I feel like there's never, uh, it's never too early to have a good cocktail in the afternoon. Some bullet? Yes, bullet bourbon. Uh, it's my good, like, kind of like middle of the row. Like, it's good stuff, and it makes a good, good cocktail. I don't really like the rye as much as I like the bourbon, so... My yeah. man, I yeah. love it. Yeah, a little bit, of, a little bit of vermouth and uh, a lot of bitters and some bullet from scratch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, the only oh, way. Oh yeah, you can't can't get it in a can or a, I don't know. Although I did see a really cool place the other day that had a bubbler of old fashioned. A bubbler of yeah, old. Yeah, you could order like the old fashioned, like in a bubbler. Like it, it like literally came like and it was at a bar and it was like it, my mind was blown. And I tried it and it was actually really good. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible idea, <laughs> but a great idea in the same context. Yeah, it's Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, can you imagine how sticky that would be, like, everywhere? Oh, I know. I don't. It's, it's, I mean, I'm assuming it's similar to, like, a tap. Like, it's basically, like, instead of having, a like, a tap. I suppose. A tapper. It's just yeah. a bubbler. And they but there's a reason why nobody side. has a tapper of old-fashioned. 
Yeah. Well, thanks for bringing your yeah. Manhattan with bullet. Absolutely. Here. Thank you for inviting me to come and drink with you. You bet. Um, I brought a uh, Segacio Zinfandel. Um, for those of you that have been following the show, you know that um, pretty much all I ever have on here is red wine. <laughs> so we're continuing this trend. Um, I have be, become a big fan of Zin, and uh, this particular bottle was a gift um, for those of you uh, or watching and following along out there that know Mary Hosmer, Mary and Ray Hosmer. This is a gift from Mary. Thank you, Mary. This is fantastic. Um, and my wife and I just got back from Napa, and it was like the best trip I've ever been on. So we're just gonna we're gonna keep this trend moving forward. Perfect. Um, I don't have anything else to say about this because I, uh, I I'm not good at explaining tasting notes or terroir or tannins. Yes. Um, is this the first time you've had this wine? No. 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 Okay. This is like the fourth or fifth, okay. and I've liked it every time. That's great. So I love I love it. This is this time of year is like perfect for for drinking red wine. Oh heck yeah! Like I'm I'm almost like it's almost to the point where I don't want to have Manhattan's anymore. I just want to drink red wine. Well, cheers. Cheers, cheers to, to drinking whatever you want to drink. Absolutely. So, the draw. Yeah. Or feather and bone. What do you want to talk about? Uh, it's funny because like they're kind of one and the same, and yet they have their two different identities, and that's kind of what always confuses people, and still kind of confuses me, is like how they're different. So basically, from my standpoint, yeah. from the outsider. I look at um, Feather and Bone being a production company that you are able to produce media for things, local, not local, um, working around the Midwest on with various different clients. Um, and then I look at the draw, like a rented, a rented out co-working space. How do you see the connection there? Does Feather and Bone run the draw? Yeah. Yeah, I would say basically. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, so Feather and Bone started as yeah, as a production company, as you know, film and photography and music and art, as this kind of like this little collective, um, as a production company, and we started doing the pop up shows and started doing you know art and, and installation stuff and some production, some documentary stuff, and then and then this space, the draw, kind of came out of doing those projects. Um, so now it's the draw is kind of has kind of surpassed, obviously surpassed the like notoriety of feather and bone so now we're kind of just like inside of the draw even though the draw really isn't no draw is just the name of the building yeah but if you see like an art show yeah at the draw technically you're at the feather and bone gallery at the draw yeah okay. so that's why it's just it's just, it's just stupid i didn't think it through and i should just like whatever i don't know i should change it now but i don't know whatever so if you wanted to set the record straight for everybody that's paying attention it's the Feather and Bone Gallery at the draw. Yeah, which is just a lot of words. No, it's fine. It's <laughs> yeah. good. Because that because yeah. if it's the Feather and Bone Gallery at the draw, one of the tenants or the people who have a studio upstairs or downstairs, yeah. they can still have their own thing and not be affiliated with Feather and Bone. And that's the thing, right? yeah. And and a lot of the stuff we do there is just it's all different. So like we may have just private events that are at the draw. Yeah. You know, which is technically the Feather and Bone Gallery, but it's just way easier because everyone knows the draw. So the draw. And that, so what kind of tenants do you have there? What, who, who's all sharing this space? Um, right now we have a printmaker um, who does like letterpress and woodblock print on the first floor. We have a tattoo artist, a writer, uh, painter, um, health and wellness consulting. Um, we have a, print, a printer who does like, uh, uh, Mark who does like high-end art prints, um, G. Clay, um, and then photography prints as well, um, and, repro and reproductions. 
like large format photo prints. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. Um, and then a videographer, photographer, that's all on the top floor. And then the river level, we have a counselor, uh, another photographer, uh, two music teachers, a florist, uh, and we have two spots that are just about to be filled with two nonprofit kind of like entities um, that we're still trying to figure out what, what those look like. Um, and one's a, a project that I'm working with, uh, uh, an emerging artist group that I'm working with, with Mark, one of our other tenants, and Leif Larson, who's an artist. So That's awesome. A we're, nonprofit we're, for, for artists? Yeah, for, um, for um, emerging artists, which are like uh, kids from the ages of, uh, like right now they have kids from eight to 15. And it's a weekly, like, kind of like place, gathering place, and a place for them to learn and be able to work. And historically speaking, you're an artist as well. You do different mediums. Yes, of, I, of I, I dabble in a lot. I mean, my, yeah. I'm a visual person. Uh, film and video and photography was kind of my main thing. Um, I have a background in film production, um, and that's my like career, my like kind of initial passion. And then I've just been always interested in art and visual art and painting and that kind of stuff. So I've dabbled in a lot of that other stuff. I don't really consider myself that uh, I would like to get back into it again but but if you if you even consider like photography and video as an art yeah um, what does it feel like being a part of the draw every day or if you're out and about and going on trips every once in a while when you're there what does it feel like um, as an artist from an artist standpoint um, as an artist standpoint it's I, I love it I mean it's it's a really great I love being able to talk about it I love being able to like have a space for us to like literally like I, I tell everyone like it's a playground like for me for, for people to be able to come to me and have ideas and just be able to be like, hey, you know, like I've got this concept. What can we can we do this with the draw? And usually I'll say yes. Like let's let's have fun. Um, so that, uh, from an artist standpoint, it's great. The problem is lately it's just been it just takes it's a lot of work, and it yeah. becomes the business side of it takes over the art side of it. Um, so that's where I haven't been fulfilled as much on the art side with it, um, just because I'm having to do the day to day stuff of keeping it going and figuring it all out. Um, but whenever I go outside of the area and I get to talk about it, yeah, it feels so great. It refreshes me of like why I'm doing it. I yeah. get to tell people and they get excited and they're like, that's, you know, it's yeah. so interesting. And well, from the, from an outsider perspective, whatever this means, it might not mean anything to you. I don't really care. <laughs> I'm still going to say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, for whatever, for whatever, whatever it's worth, um, even though the art stuff has taken a side step because you're running the operations of everything. Um, it, it means a lot to this whole community as far as like all of the good art and the people that have that space now that they can call home and they can work from every day. Um, so even though you're not having that, that express of, of fulfillment of being able to make stuff creatively, um, you're adding a lot to that in this community. So yeah. I, I hope you can still remember that part. Totally. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's a good point. I mean, it's a funny thing too. Like in, in my other, in my film and video career, um, one of those weird things like I always started out being like oh I want to be a director or, you know like I want to be like you know and like I realized that like I'm actually okay not being the one like not being the one like the director being the one that has like his name on everything like I'm okay not being the artist I'm, the I'm, I'm all right but, being yeah. just kind of like affiliation I mean I, I want to like I want to like connect people and I want to be like, like it's weird like I don't know why this like it's not like a fixer, but that's kind of like, no, it, you know, like the guy, the guy where like, if, um, if you were to, uh, be, have a first impression, your eyes would go towards the person that's getting the headlines or making all the cool stuff happen. Right. You're comfortable being the guy where if you pull the curtain back, yeah. um, you're part of the reason why. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally content with, with that, with that type of, of life. 
um and it's not always as glamorous and it's not always as fun but it's like yeah. i think it, it's, it's more meaningful to me to i love to like i love that I can relate in yeah. a similar way. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not an artist by any means, but there's been a lot of things I've been fortunate to be involved with that I've been able to kind of help bring to fruition with literally my name nowhere to be on it. And yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Like I love it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it, it's a, it's a different type of fulfillment. Yeah, for sure. It's um, fantastic. That's... So with that being said, for those of you, uh, the people that are listening and, and viewing this and everything that don't know, how did the draw even come to be? Because a lot of people want, certain things in communities you could be like you go to a place you go to a city you could say like that's really cool that they have that i wish our city had that well you did that where you literally were like i wish our city had it and then you did it so yeah. how did it even come to fruition yeah it was a pretty crazy like so I, I i had that and i was i was living here you know i came from chicago uh, i mean i grew up here and, and then I moved to chicago started working i was there for about seven years and was part of a really great little community of like production people and artists and and had been doing pop-up shows there and and when mile music started i i um the second year that it was going on i did a pop-up art gallery um, in an abandoned warehouse space similar to just what we were doing in chicago and it was it was so much fun this I, is a killer I, I, gallery was, too oh it was it's was still it's still one of the best memories i love it and the hardest i've ever worked um and that was great so that we kind of we did that and we did a, the feather moan pop-up gallery and it people were just ecstatic like we need to have some of this all year round and like, yeah why can't we do this and it really got me going of being like all right let's try to figure this out and i saw a building that was for sale or trying to lease and i <laughs> put it out there and one of my friends uh jackie johnson who's a fantastic graphic designer one of our one of our tenants she was like hey i know the person who owns that building they don't know what to do with it and so she set up a meeting we went and had wine had some dinner and we talked and he wanted a video project done and so we could kind of collaborate on that and he had this building that he didn't know what to do with and i said here's my plan this is what i want to do and i've seen this concept in chicago in other places this like art gallery like main communal space and then like workspaces for artists on, on a much larger scale there because everything is much larger scale in chicago but something that we could actually do and so we got together and he said okay and he gave me the keys to start playing around in this abandoned building and i started showing artists and started talking to people and you know, three months after that, in the middle of winter, I think it was like a February, uh, all of a sudden I went to him and I said, hey, I've got commitments of 60% uh, of our tenants. We have 60% full. <laughs> Proof of concept. Uh, let's go. And he's like, all right, cool. And went to the bank and we renovated the whole building. And, and the rest is kind of history. Even know. the renovation process was driven by the community. I remember. It was. Oh, no, it was, it was fantastic. And I don't know. I don't even know if I needed to do that. Like, that's the weird thing. Like, I probably could have... He could have, I could have just been like, all right, here's the build, here's the designs, here's the plans, and he probably would have had to just go and find that. But for some reason, I knew that, and and I'm looking back at it now, like I knew that it was an, an integral part to this project was to involve the community. Totally. So even if I didn't have to like ask for favors and ask people to come and like pull nails and like take down take down ceilings, like I wanted that. I wanted people to see this and I wanted it to like feel. And I think that's part of the reason why it's people have such a connection to it now is because there's so many people that were involved with that and they saw it and through the process. And if we just would have had some renovation company come in and, and do it, it probably would have cost them a lot more and people wouldn't have really, I don't think had the understanding yeah. of it. Well, to put things in perspective, um, some people that are watching this wouldn't have any context of any of this, but, um, 
that original pop-up gallery you did for the second mile of music, the yeah. the Northwoods Monsters yeah. one, which is yeah. to, it was totally killer. The, the Lumberwoods. Lumberwoods. Oh, yes, yeah. thank you. Um, Great book. I that was when I met you. Yeah, I met you there because you were helping my brother out with a video or something like that, and um, I met you because my cousins actually had a couple pieces that were showing it. Yeah. So it was the first time I ever talked to you. That's not true. That's not true. Not true. We met. We met on set at. At on, cuffs. On, on uh, yeah. At, at cuffs. cuffs yes. I do remember that. Okay. We did meet, only because I think you were. I think you were wearing. I think you were wearing a be connected polo. I probably was. <laughs> <laughs> Got to support and, and, the and, brand. And, and, but it, but I remember it. So like it, it worked. So sure. I was like I'm like oh okay. and then you and then your your brother was like oh yeah he owns be connected and I was like oh okay and then it connected and I was yeah. like all right cool yeah well I <laughs> plug, that plug must for polos. that must not yeah. <laughs> Brand your company, <laughs> but I must not have stuck out, stuck on my, yeah. the first time that means that was yes. probably one of the only times we actually sat, like we talked yeah, yeah, for sure. about like yep. community and art stuff. Yeah. And, and then to, to go further from that, um, when you had the community show up to help, that was the first time I met Graham Washaka mm-hmm. was when we were pounding nails and we were, and he was taking pictures and then picked up a hammer and would help and all that kind of stuff. And we yeah. were like working side by side. So here's two people in the creative economy that um, are, are very involved and yeah. we came together to help renovate the draw. Yeah. And we didn't even renovate. Oh, yeah. We were literally just ripping out two by fours. It wasn't yeah. like we weren't yeah, know, no, I mean, making it, was, it what it was. It was fantastic. I mean, I, I look back at those days. It's like, I mean, Riley Johnson, who's a fantastic, you know, a fantastic artist and now works at uh, the Renaissance School. Um, uh, Christian Anderson, who is one of the one of uh, our one of our greatest, you know, our current contemporary par- painters. You know, yeah. like he was there, like pulling nails, and um, you know, Graham obviously, and uh, Mark. That was the first time I met Mark from the draw, Mark Farrell, and yeah, it's just like yeah, so many, so many of those little stories are like kind of bring brings, and I haven't really thought about it, like well, looking back at those pictures and. Yeah. On Facebook, you can actually find them on Facebook. There's a ton of their whole renovation process uh, yeah. is on the, the draw website and, and there's a whole album of the. Well, you've done a fantastic job of connecting um, really the up and coming art community. Um, the art community around this area has been supported for decades yes. um, in, a, in a really traditional sense with like the Performing Arts Center and the Trout and the Fox City's Building for the Arts and um, and different organizations that have been supported by foundations and things like that. Um, different galleries and whatnot. um, But I would say that the draw has been one of the coolest things to watch as far as connecting like um, uh, contemporary and up and coming local artists with community and backing and support and everything like that. And I should go back and look at those pictures as well and be like, I wonder how many people I was working around that I now know and that I'm connected with that I never would have like at the time totally I knew you and yeah. I met Graham that was yeah. it but I bet you if I look through that the photo album yeah. I'd be like I know them and them. like yeah you know just because the draw is like this has been yeah. such a connector for that yeah it, it really and that was and that was always kind of the thing that we always really wanted it to be a community space and a place where like people could like come and engage and like I mean I think it's like I don't even know what our slogan is on our website it is like create connect something else some other like sure c word <laughs> <laughs> Something marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Put it on a polo. We, we did it. We did it right. Yeah. We think about doing polo. We thought about doing not polos. Like, like we, we should I could never what, see what, the draw. What, what, what would we polos. do? We would have like we would have like like cutoffs or like like You should uh, do the Bill Belichick where you get hoodies and then cut the <laughs> cut the sleeves yeah, right. off and then do like tattered ink yeah, on the front. Totally. Or yeah. 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 We should we should we should look into that for sure. 
<laughs> That'd be great. So, um, so you've got everything built out now, uh, full capacity, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, events run out of there all the time. Galleries happen all the time. Yeah. Um, when you look towards the short-term future, I know you have a you have an event coming up um, tomorrow. Actually, yeah. by the time this airs, it will have been gone long gone. But yeah, yeah, right. Um, but can you give uh, people a little bit of a sense as far as like what's coming up in the short term? And then after that, we can talk about like vision for long yeah. term. Um, yeah, short term, we've got we've got a couple of good concerts coming up. We've got some music. We got I don't know when this will air, but uh, on October first, we have a fantastic um, guy. <laughs> I knew not to describe. His name is uh, he goes by Selector Dub Narcotic. He's a musician. Selector his, Dub Narcotic. Yeah, he's all. Oh. He, his real name is Kelvin Johnson. Who's like he's part of this Olympia, Washington. He like started like Sub Pop Records and has like you know has, like he's pretty well known inside of the scene he played there he played at the draw a couple months ago and liked it and decided to come back on his new record and he's playing with the and i, I brought him bringing in the prigs who are going to open up for him so that should be a fun night but we do like we, we do lawrence recitals all the time so like in the semester lawrence kids who need to do they need to go off campus and or are on campus but they like our space to do like piano or you know saxophone recital or a jazz ensemble like they, they we've been doing a lot of that stuff um we do. We work with Lawrence a lot. We've done dance performances there. Um, uh, we've got fundraising events for different organizations. Um, yeah, it, it's it's kind of all over the board, and it's. I try to keep up on social media. It's just it's a hard. It's hard. Brad, maybe we've had this conversation. Yeah. It's just a hard thing yeah. of like deciding when, like, once what's enough and what's too much. And <laughs> well, it's never too much. Yeah. Oh god. The followers like never think it's ever too much. Oh, I feel like it is. I feel like some. I feel like I see some people. And too I'm much just to like, keep up with. Stop posting. I know. It's like. But well, you're not doing anything controversial, so people aren't going to be like put off by it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're not clogging up anybody's newsfeed. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so so we've got we've got we've always got a bunch of stuff going on. Um, yeah, we do bridal bridal stuff and wedding showers all the time. And My wife had her uh, bridal shower there and her yeah. and her baby shower. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's a thing. It's fun. <laughs> it is. It's always a great time. Yeah, it is. Uh, for those of you that might be able to hear this, it's pouring outside. <laughs> it's right literally now. pouring. It is. It is pouring, for it. and it is not pouring in here. So no. thankfully, <laughs> <laughs> the water. But you might be able to hear that in the background. So, so have you ever thought about like visions for the future of like what it what it could become or um, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's when we when we first started the project, we were made it kind of intentional to not define it too much and let it like organically evolve. I think, and I think we, um, I'm yeah. This is this is the year right now where I'm kind of like this is the season right now. Where I'm like I'm like reassessing things of like what it is and what it means and and how do I work? How do I do it better? What's working? What isn't? And if what's working is not what I want, then how do I change that kind of stuff? Have, so. Do you think that you've achieved the original mission you set out to achieve? Uh, I think at first it's, I think, it, yes, I think I have. I think I need to dedicate and do more. I think I need to be better at being more, a little bit more deliberate about what it, what it is that we're doing. And I don't really know what that means exactly. I just know that like, we could survive and we could keep the doors open if we were just like an event space Yeah, and we could do baby and bridal showers every weekend and we could pay our rent and that could just be an event space. And like, but I'm like, I didn't come into this wanting to open up an event space. I want an art space and it, it supports that. So it's like, it's yeah. just like weird balance. So I think this, this next, like 
the next couple of months is kind of critical for me trying to figure out like what that looks like. Um, figure out our attendance. Like summers are tough in, in this area. There's just so much to do outside and there's mm-hmm. so many, there's concerts every night and the weekends and which happy is great. hours, which is a fantastic. Yeah. That's what we always wanted. I mean, that's, that's yeah. the reason why we're building. That's the reason why we built this was to be able to like make sure that there's always something going on and there's, and, but with that, it means you have to either, you have to like up your game. If you want to be a part of that system, you have to like really do it well. Yeah. Or it's going to fall flat. And we're getting, I, this, this summer was a point where like, I feel like some of my things fell flat and which really only means that I just got to work harder. And it might've only fell flat in your head. True. Cause I don't, I don't think anybody in the community would deem anything as being like floundering yeah. or like, you yeah. know what they, you know, they haven't really stepped up their game lately. Yeah. I, I mean, so, I mean, just attendance wise, I'd look at like how, what we were a year or two ago and then, or a year ago and like in winter time and stuff like that. But I, I think it really is just a matter of like the, the wet, the summertime, like yeah. I'll admit it, like where, do, where do I want to be on like a beautiful, like Friday evening? I want to be in my backyard. You don't want to be my, setting my up own, tables and chairs for an event. Or, or, or just, or being out somewhere, you know, like, or being like, I want to be like with my like friends. I want to have a cocktail on my back, like by the fire. Yeah. Like it's the, it's like, we only have so, we have so little time to be able to like, really enjoy it. That yeah. like, to like throw another thing on the table to like, try to do is like, I get it. I get why people like are not there. Yeah. So, but, but it's, but it's, it's a fun, it's a fun process to like reevaluate that stuff every once in a while. Um, yeah. And you could come up with, I mean, you could probably sit down and do a session of like, you know, if you get a couple people who are stakeholders in the community or people that are at the draw with or as tenants or whatever, and reevaluate how to, how to re-engage a mission or yeah. the community or the public yeah. or whatever. So we've talked about like upcoming events and like the next couple of months are a little bit pivotal for you as far as like, you know, re-engaging people and looking at everything and evaluating things like, what about like a year out? Yeah. I think the the next year, like it's, I, I'm really excited. I mean, I, I mentioned the emerging artist group that we have, that uh, Mark and Leaf uh, are doing, which is really gonna, I think, really take shape in the next like next couple of months. So they've been doing it for a year already, and it's really gonna blow up, which is really fun. But like, just kind of thinking of other like ideas, and like I just love like thinking of something that's like hasn't been done. And um, I really, I'm, I, I think in the new year, like probably January first, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna put out a little thing that says like. I'm going to do a uh, submission process for any nonprofits that want to have an event at the draw. That's awesome. So it's basically a free, like we're going to give away 12 throughout the year. You have to, you have to sign up for a specific month and, uh, and you say like, Oh, I want to do an event in, you know, in July and you, you put, put, put the pitch out. It's, it's similar to the impact club. Yeah, totally. Um, but like on like a way, just like scale down, like it's, it's not, there's nothing fancy. It's just like, I want to donate my space to, yeah. to those nonprofits. Yeah. Shout out I to Kevin. Make, Shout yeah. out to Kevin. Oh, absolutely. Impact, impact and you know, it's a great thing. And, and I want, I want to like be able to like figure out like how, how do we get like more people involved with our community? How do we get more people into my space and like serve a good purpose? So like, we're yeah. going to, so I think we're going to start that. Um, which I'm going to lay out like January 1st of those being like, we're taking submissions now. If you're a nonprofit and you want to throw a fundraiser, if you want to throw whatever, do a submission, tell us what month you want to do it. And awesome. we're going to, we're going to give away 12 of those too. Which, which I think would be fun. That's awesome. So it's a, it's a little it's a, different. And it's a great space for that. You open all the windows up and it's like, Oh, it's fantastic. Beautiful. I mean, honestly, you get, you get anywhere from, you know, 20, 20 people and it feels like a nice, fun, intimate event and you get 120 in there and it's a party and you can still like have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 I've been I'm, in there on both spectrums. I know. I'm hoping tomorrow is like the, the, the 120. 
Yeah. We'll see. It'll be good. Yeah. Um, I hope to be there myself. So thanks for sharing all of that. If you have one piece of advice to give somebody um, who's like, you know what, from a culture standpoint, from a community standpoint, I wish our community had fill in the blank. Um, what would you tell that person? I don't know. This community is so willing and accepting and the resources are here. So like, don't be afraid to like, just say it, just like say what you want to do and put it out there. Like, don't hold it in because if you hold it in, like it doesn't exist. It's like, I, I always say like, just put it out there. Someone will hear you. Don't be afraid of like someone else stealing your idea. It's just like, you got to put it out there. And, and I think it will kind of manifest itself. Yeah. I in, love in that. This, in this weird way. I love and that. And I've done that with some other projects and it, it seems to work. Yeah. I think what a lot of people are afraid of is like, you know, what if my idea is stupid or yeah. like, what if, what if it's not as cool as something else? Like, well, I think you're not giving yourself enough credit for yeah. thinking outside the box or, about certain things. Or people, I think people are kind of like worried that like, well, someone else could with like more money or more resources, or just resources are just going to like take my idea. And then like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, wouldn't have like, you know, and that sucks too. But like, I don't just don't be afraid of that. Well, like, I would also argue that like, you know, if your main objective is culture and is community and somebody does take it and run with yeah. it and does it with the resources, yeah. you've got what you yeah. wanted. Oh, man, Unless yeah. you wanted it for yourself. Right. Then, yeah. yeah. I, have, I have so many ideas that I literally tell people all that. Like, I randomly talk to people at the bar being like, if you can make this happen, please do. Take it. I'm like, I'm going to set it up on a tee for you, and I'm going to give it, and like, just do it. I hope I don't you never do mention my name. I hope you can <laughs> take all the responsibility totally. on yourself. Just, but it would be a great idea. It was a great idea. I just want it. I just want it. Please. I love that. I love that. Cool. So the last part of the show, um, we call it our 50-50 questions. And the reason we call it that is because each of us um, have written down four questions for the other person. And we only ask, we only pick two of them. So there's a 50-50 chance that uh, the question that we wrote down is not going to be asked. So who do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Do you want, do you want to start, John? Um, you can start. All right. Shuffle them up a little bit here. I'll pick my first one. I can't wait answer. to see what you asked. Here we go. Best concert I have ever seen. Oh man, I'm a big concert guy too. I used to go to a ton. I haven't I haven't so much in the last year or so, ever since we had our kiddo. Um, from a fandom standpoint, I would say uh, the Foo Fighters. Nice. Probably tied with Justin Timberlake. Nice. That's that's <laughs> totally fair. But from an, a performance standpoint. Um, the first time that I ever saw Muse at the Bradley Center, um, they weren't very big stateside. They're from Europe, so they weren't very big stateside. So I, I had general admission at the Bradley Center. I showed up a little bit um, uh, later on, so like they hadn't started yet, but the opening act was already done. Yeah. So it was kind of like this good, like people walking in and out. Yeah. Um, and I walked up to probably the eighth row just general admission yeah. and if you've ever seen muse it's like a light show galore yeah lasers and screens and stuff moving and it's God very yeah. and and um it was that was amazing it like blew my mind yeah um but i didn't appreciate it as much as i did foo fighters or justin right. like <laughs> do you do you know because david Grohl obviously has like collaborated with every is there a yeah. justin timberlake david Grohl collaboration do you know of I feel like I would know of it if it did, if I did, if or not, they, if not, it, did it should happen, happen right? It feels, well, it feels natural. It does. It it because they both are. I feel like they're both in it for the same reason. Yeah, they're. they're I mean, both I'm talking like, like I know them. No, personally. but like no, but the, the <laughs> sense the sense you get is that they're both like artists to like yeah like the nth 
degree. Yeah. Like they're just, that's what they are. I think the only thing that, that came close was, um, uh, no, there kind of is. The latest Foo Fighters album, one of the songs actually has Justin Timberlake's voice as a backing vocal that really? no that no one knows that's his voice. But um, it's he like they were recording out in L.A. or I don't know if it was L.A. or Nashville. But he he just like stopped into the studio to say hi. Yeah. Because I don't know they're fans of each other or whatever. And and Dave's like you got to be on my record or whatever. There's a YouTube video that backs this up. Funny. And um. He only says one word and he repeats it over and over again. It's like yeah, 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 whatever. But it's Justin Timberlake's <laughs> voice funny. on the Foo Fighters. There we go. So it's not really a collaboration. It's more right. of just like, hey, I need somebody to yell this word. Yeah. Can totally. you go in there and yell it for me? That's funny. Um, That's awesome. I think that the up. closest collaboration yeah. though that he's ever that Timberlake's ever done was like the Chris Stapleton stuff. Yeah. Like that's really cool. If he yeah. did something like that with Dave Grohl, I yeah. think everybody would lose it. Yeah, totally. Have you? I mean, on this topic, but kind of. Have you ever heard of the? I've seen the website. Uh, it's like I think it's seven degrees of Kanye West. No, and you can type in anyone, <laughs> and it gives you like the like the like yeah. recorded with that, and you can do it. It's, it's no, but I've seen the the awesome. the, uh, um, the bacon rule, the Kevin Bacon, yeah, yeah. where you get two degrees of separation yeah. with any actor, or yeah, actress. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's just, it's very similar. But yeah, the the uh, Kanye West, the Kanye West one is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it with a lot of friends. Yeah. All right, I'll 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 go next. Um, what are you most excited about? with the future of the Fox cities. I don't know if it sounds cheesy to like say, like I'm really excited about my kids growing up here. That's not like, cheesy. That's like, I mean like I've got two daughters that are, you know, like five and you know, five and almost three. And just like, I'm excited to like have a place where they're going to like grow up and like have their own, like I'm going to be influenced by them, by the things that they're going to want to do in the next five years. Yeah. Like, that's exciting for me. Like, well, you're talking about the nonprofit with emerging artists yeah. being between certain age groups. Yeah. There's going to come a point in time where they're going to be in that age group. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And whether it's like dance or whatever, like whatever, whatever they get into, it's going to be like, like I'm excited because I, I love to like shake things up a little bit. And like, if there's something that they, that they want and they don't have, like let's figure out a way to do it. Like that's, you know, that's, that's so, yeah. Um, Okay, my turn. Yeah, I don't know. That's a small answer. That's no, great. I love it. I can't wait to see what that looks like. It's gonna be it's gonna be Me dance, too. and then you're gonna be like, you know, you're not gonna just go do ballet on the stage. We're gonna do this backdrop. It's gonna Modern, be amazing. Yeah, gonna We're be gonna like do projection mapping. Yeah, totally. yeah. Yep. Okay. I got some friends. Second one. Guilty fast food pleasure. Um, well, I cut out gluten, mm. which cuts out most fast food. <laughs> um thus the wine right um do you consider chipotle fast food yeah chipotle okay what would have been before you cut out gluten that's just like guilty yeah we we're, were like i don't want to i don't want to stop here and get x x sandwich or uh culver's bacon cheeseburger yeah i mean good butter burger yeah yeah like, i mean it's the greasiest be, be, thing be like be like i'm gonna pay cash for this so that we don't have to i don't explain my culvers yeah. i mean chipotle at least feels healthy yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. culvers yeah. bacon cheeseburger double yeah. stack this is like it does not <laughs> but it feels so good i know right is it what, what does it say that like i think feel like my questions are going to be like so superficial and brad's are going to be like no i have one in there that's pretty dumb right. i hope you picked it i didn't I haven't picked yet. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna go through. 
it, that's not it either. <laughs> um, that's got to be it. I mean, yes. Okay, so read this, it. This this is a read question. <laughs> when you when you when you were growing up, did anyone mistake you for the president, John Adams? <laughs> here's one thing. I here's one thing interesting thing I learned the other day about. President John Adams. John Quincy Adams. <laughs> well, there's two of them. Oh, also, there, yeah, there is. Yeah, there's like, a, yeah. the second yep. and the sixth. Yep. Um, obviously. <laughs> Come on. Um, he didn't actually have a beard. I was I was like, I mean, everyone back then just had a beard. And someone someone pointed out, they're like, nope, John Adams never had a beard. Clean shaven. He had, a, he had, he had a, white, a wig. We had a white wig. Yeah. Um, According to the no, paintings. It's, it's crazy because, like, um, I still am like, why did you do that to me? Like, my parents are like, why did you name me John Adams? I mean, my grandpa's named John Adams. Like, that's fine. But, like, also two presidents. Like, it's, like, the most, like, American name ever. Like, I literally, I couldn't, after 9-11, couldn't board a plane without having to go through extra security. Put my Everything was, I couldn't check are in you early for six years. Because I, you were I, too I was, American. I was on, I was on a no-fly list. Like, on, like, the <laughs> list of, like, or, like, the watch list. Was because, George like, Washington on that fl- because, list? Yeah, with because, you because they're like thinking like, okay, if someone, if a, you know, if a terrorist was to come in and like, if, what's the most like American like, what's the name of it? With John Adams is that like other than like John Smith? Yeah, you know, like that's a pretty that's a pretty American weird <laughs> like. So I couldn't I couldn't check in early. Every time I had to go through extra security, like bags were checked. So here's here's and what- I had a really I also had like a really long dark curly beard no mustache i just looked didn't look yeah i didn't look right so but but <laughs> what a lot of people probably don't realize is that you can be penalized for being too american <laughs> yes yes exactly although not usually the case i was somewhat <laughs> expecting you to say like oh yeah like my 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 grand was it your grandfather's name is yeah. John yeah like my grandfather's name and it turns out ancestry.com or whatever yeah. <laughs> like well, no, I'm I, actually related to the president well I think I think we have done it back and there is a little connection but like I mean aren't we all related sure I mean, ultimately sure yeah but <laughs> yeah my I remember my parents brought me to Boston they're like yeah hey, we should go to the John Adams house where he was like born and <laughs> like, oh, like oh cool that's fine blah 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 thanks for that <laughs> yeah. Just to remind me of how the extra security that I had to get in order <laughs> yeah, to get out yeah, here in the exactly. first place. <laughs> yeah. Be like, if you were told me that I was related to the Adams family, I'd be like super excited. <laughs> but they had two D's and I don't. <laughs> and they're made up. <laughs> really? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. It's not a thing? It's not. No, the thing is a thing. <laughs> Wasn't it Cousin It? Uh, cousin It? Cousin It? Yeah, the, he's a thing. Yeah, the thing. Um, we're going down a wormhole. Wormhole. Anyways, um, thanks everybody for paying attention up to this point. <laughs> Nobody has. We made it this far. Yeah. Uh, uh, I encourage everybody to like, subscribe, share the heck out of this. Um, if you had any questions for John uh, after this this episode, leave them in the comments um, or shoot me a message or figure out a way to get my cell phone number. I, I don't know. There's ways, right? <laughs> tweet me. <laughs> tweet, tweet at me. Um, and, and follow along. We are on, we're on iTunes. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're in your inbox uh, with MailChimp and email stuff like that. So follow along. Thanks so much, John, for being on the show. Thanks and for having me. sharing all of your wisdom. And I'm personally really excited to see what comes of the draw in the local art scene. Um, and please keep doing what you're doing. I will. Thank you. You as well. (laughs) Thanks.